Hello my friends and welcome back to another episode of the Beyond Movement discussion. If you're new here, we are just talking while I'm on my way to work, on my way home, on some things around movement, rehab, uh, and potentially mindset around our training. Uh, Anything that really I fancy because at the moment it's just a monologue. I'm sure eventually I will have some people to talk to, but right now I'm just doing 10 to 15 minutes of chatting about a particular topic. And today's topic is uh, tendon health. And uh, you'll have seen, uh, if you're here, probably on my Instagram last couple of days, I've been talking a little bit about tendons, and it might be a little bit uh, disconfirming from what you know of tendons and you know how to manage them seems that in this day and age there seems to be a lot of information out there telling you to stretch uh, an area that has sore tendons and I'm going to contend that strengthening is probably more the way to go and we'll have a talk through why that is uh, in, a, in a bit but for those of you that aren't 100% sure tendons are um, the structures that attach uh, muscular tissue to skeletal tissue or bony tissue okay so essentially they attach muscles to bone and then when those muscles contract and relax that then has an impact on uh, the directions that your bones move in and that's what essentially moves us in whatever direction we choose and there seems to have been a little bit of a thought process uh, that tendons are completely separate tissue to muscle tissue when actually in fact they are a continuation of muscle tissue so I want you to start thinking of tendons as uh, essentially thicker muscular tissue and so it becomes you you have in the belly of the muscle you have fully muscled muscular tissue in the but as we get more towards the bone you have more uh, structures that are more tendinous and they are less extensible and so they don't stretch as much and therein really with tendon uh, disrepair or tendon issues lies the problem. Muscle tissue has the ability to grow and get strong really really fast tendon tissue requires a bit of time to catch up and to adapt to the forces being put by the muscles at one end and the bone at the other end. The bone doesn't move, the muscles get strong and they start pulling on the tendon and before the tendon is ready to to absorb those forces. And so what we've actually got to do essentially to avoid this problem really what we need to do is think on how can we modify our training so that the tendon tissue has a bit of time to catch up before we put some real explosive heavy forces through it. That's really the main issue is essentially we're putting forces through tendons that aren't equipped to deal with those forces. And so what happens is those tendons end up having what we call microtrauma. And so here's the process. You go from a healthy tendon to a uh, 
inflamed tendon to a degenerative tendon, essentially is what happens. And when you have that inflamed tendon, it's what we call a reactive tendonitis. So whenever you hear an itis, it means inflammation or swelling. So if you have a tendonitis, it means swelling around the tendon. And it's reactive. Okay, so what that means is that tendon is reacting to excess load being placed upon it. And we see this quite a lot uh, in sports, potentially in pre-season, where the classic model has been you show up to pre-season, you're potentially you haven't done a huge amount over the off-season, you show up to your pre-season training, and you're asked to do a lot of fitness work in whatever realm that may be. You know, generally in the past it's tended to be a lot of running to get fit uh, in that classic old school way. Um, and so you see a lot of knee tendon issues because now your quads and your hamstrings and your calves are all acting on the tendons in and around your knee. And those tendons, because they've been sitting idle or more relatively idle for uh, a couple of couple of months potentially have become uh, a little bit tighter and then they're being asked to stretch and relax at high tempo high volume and they're just not ready for it and so they have a reaction and that causes swelling potentially a tiny bit of micro trauma around the tendon and that manifests as pain and you get that really sharp focal localized pain in around whatever tendon has been affected so that's you know when you run you have your knee pain potentially if you are in a throwing sport you could get the same thing happening in your shoulder uh, potentially in your elbow uh, with rotator cuff tendons for example um, again similar sort of thing can happen in the hips when you ask to load those hips up uh, in a fashion that they're not used to and so then you have an option. Uh, you get on top of it and you do what we call relative rest. Okay, so essentially you stop doing the thing that's been pissing that tendon off. And herein lies the problem, right? Because what, what actually happens is that we're told, oh, you need to rest. And so you rest and the pain goes away. And then you go back to doing the thing that's pissed it off in the hope that, oh, cool, my tendon's better, I can go straight back into it. And so the amount of times that I've seen people who have come to me and they've got some sort of tendinopathy going on, and they said, yeah, no, I, I rested, and then I, went, I just went back to training, and, and it flared up again. And so I really don't know, it must just be something wrong with my tendons. And actually what's happening is you did the perfect thing to start with, is you rested and you applied that modification of load and your tendons settled down. But then you just went back straight away to the thing that pissed it off. And just because you've rested doesn't mean that your tendons have adapted to, uh, to be able to deal with the load that you want to put them under for, say, pre-season training for rugby or soccer or football or whatever you're doing. So, what actually needs to happen is, yes, you need to rest to modify that load, and then when your pain has settled down, you need to start strengthening and putting that tendon under some sort of loading pattern, and loading pattern that is relevant for that tendon's ability at the time. So you can't just go back and do the same things 
because it obviously doesn't deal with that. What you need to be doing is potentially strengthening it at a slower pace, high reps, high volume, but at a slow pace that allows you to control that movement pattern. And then gradually, as that strength improves, you start to add some plyometrics into it, plyometrics being a higher velocity movement, and you gradually load up and load up, and you don't go back into 10Ks of running in a session. Uh, same thing, you know, tendons, you know, they're simple, but they're not easy, guys. It's, same thing happens with the shoulder. Again, you need to rest it, and then you need to load it up in a fashion that doesn't aggravate it, and gradually add complexity and volume and speed as your tendon becomes stronger and more able to deal with it. So that's from your inflammatory um, point of view. All right, rest first, then graded return to sport. Okay, through strengthening first, then complexity, then speed. All right. Now, some of you guys that are listening have had tendon issues for years and years and years and years. And what I would contend is that, as a result, you have what we would call degenerative a degenerative tendinopathy. And so what that means is that, unfortunately, over and over and over again, that tendon has been put under load that it's not been able to deal with and caused microtrauma. And that's caused some fraying of the sort of higher level, um, higher level structures in your tendon. And so if you were to look at a tendon like yours, a d- degenerative and a healthy tendon, you'd see a nice smooth tendon as that healthy tendon. And that degenerative one would be lumpy and bumpy and be a bit frayed. And at some point, there comes a time where, unfortunately, you can't completely heal a degenerative tendon. You could have it, you know, surgeon and have it scraped, etc., etc. But it's not essentially ever going to be uh, 100% healthy again. But that does not mean that you for the scrap heap, right? You can still do some work. And what I often see with people, because it creates uh, short-term uh, pain relief, what I often see with people is that they stretch. And so what they do is they stretch the muscle that affects their tendon. Think of Achilles tendinopathy. A lot of people will stretch their calves. And what that does is it sort of softens that calf muscle, makes it more pliable, which is great but it doesn't strengthen the tendon. And so it softens that calf muscle, it's nice and pliable, it's not now pulling on the tendon quite as much, it's not having an impact, and that tendon feels better straight away. But what we actually need to do with that degenerative tendon, yeah, sure, stretch it, but then we need to load it. Graduated load with whatever it's able for. And I don't care if you've had tendinopathy for ages and ages, you need to put volume through it. And that means strength work. And to give you an example of uh, what we should be aiming for, especially with degenerative tendinopathy, and this has been true for years and years and years, there's a protocol for your Achilles. And what you're looking for is some eccentric work. So two feet on a step, using both feet to go up to the top of the heel raise. And then you take your unaffected leg off and you slowly lower under tension over four or five seconds with your affected leg. And you repeat that process for 15 reps. And then you do three sets of that. So there's 45 reps. 
and then you do the same thing with a bent knee. So you're targeting more into the soleus part of your Achilles attachment, which is your, uh, your deeper calf tissue. And you do three sets of 15 there, so there's 90 reps. And you do that in the morning, and then you repeat the process in the evening. There you go, you've got 180 reps that you have to complete, which is a huge volume. And you couldn't do that straight away, and it will be sore. And the thing about the degenerative tendinopathy is that actually soreness is not one of the markers that we look for to stop training, right? So when you have a degenerative tendinopathy and you're working on strength, it's going to be achy and it's going to be sore for quite a long time, even though it's getting stronger. Um, But we don't look at that as a reason to stop. Right, so it's different from when it's reactive. When it's reactive, you've got that really sort of sharp pain going on in your, um, in your affected tendon, and it's very local. When you've got a degenerative tendon that you're working on strengthening, it's more of that sort of dull, throbby, achy type of pain. Right, and that sort of pain is actually not going to be a reason for you to stop. Sure, if you get some sharp soreness and sharp pain, then it might be a problem. But that's just to give you an idea. Sorry, it might be a problem and that needs to stop and see your health professional, right? But that's just to give you an idea, guys, is you need to do a lot of repetitions to affect change on a degenerative tendon to be able to be functional. Now, I'm not saying it's going to completely get you back to 100%, but it could get you back to living your day-to-day life, doing your training, potentially doing the odd bit of social sport and that sort of stuff has been going on for ages. At a higher level, yeah, sure, you can get through to the end of the season, you can manage before you rest, but you are consistently going to have to do that type of work. And even when you get to a point of being pain-free, it's the sort of thing that you're going to have to do three or four times a week. You're going to have to maintain it because that's the nature of tendons. It just takes consistent strengthening work. All right, so in summation... If you have a reactive tendinopathy, i.e. you've just really uh, massively increased your load of work over a short period of time, and you're very focally tender on a tendon, Achilles, patella, whatever it is, rotator cuff, then you need to modify your activity to get to a point where you're relatively pain-free and then start strength work. Graded strength work to return to play at a safe time. If you have what we would call a degenerative tendon that's been going on for ages and ages and ages, years and years and years I'm talking, then you need to do high volume strength work on a regular basis even when you're pain free to be able to maintain that. Guys, those are my thoughts on tendons. I would love to chop it up with you so if you have any questions, uh, slide into my DMs or um, leave a review on one of the podcasts let me know what you think Uh, happy to talk to you and i will speak to you again in the next podcast see you later